0: Ever wished you could find someone to help you whip your business into shape? You know, someone who'd be honest, tell you when you were kind of being a little bit crazy or off your rocker, or, or perhaps someone to kick you into motion if you were letting things slide or being a little bit lazy. Yeah, me too, which is precisely when I discovered and first worked with our featured business influencer. Uh, today's episode features my Throwback Thursday interview with Erica Learmark, Erica has so much to teach women business owners about the power of confidence and the impact it can have on your business. So I hope you join us, keep listening, and this interview was recorded about a year ago. And when I went back to listen to it, I thought, oh my gosh, this is great because not only does she share her dynamic and varied work experiences and how they prepared her for starting her own business, but she also talks about some juicy details about her very first launch, including how she priced her very first offering, her signature offering, which I think you're going to love this. So jump on in and I will see you on the other side. I guess tell me about the first days of you as a business. Um, it's
1: been a long, it's been a long, long path, and it's something that I really, um, I really try not to look back because if I look back and think think of how long it's been, it's kind of is depressing. <laughs> um, because in my case, I'm certainly not an overnight success. Um, but when I think of my when I when I when I look around and I look for evidence of success, I have and amazing things I've done in my life, I can always find it. So that's that's the place that I really try to approach my day every day. Um, but it started when um, three years. So I was a stripper for nine years out in Seattle, Washington during the 1990s. Everything on the planet was hip and cool and fun and amazing. And what a great time to be alive and a great city to kind of, um, uh, you know, have my 20s in. And um, after I quit stripping, I moved back to Minneapolis, which is where I'm from, and uh, came to work with my father because really I needed a job. And he was terrified that I'd go back to stripping. And so he was basically like, I'll just make something for her to do, just to keep her busy. And because um, when I'm not busy, I get into trouble. So um, he had purchased a uh, gigantic um, building, 70,000 square feet an industrial building, and made us kids partners on it a couple years ago. And I knew nothing about commercial real estate and never had any desire to work in, in commercial real estate. But I needed a job and uh he wanted to keep me out of trouble so i um moved back to minneapolis and lived with my mother and worked with my father two things that i never i said i would never do um when i was in high school i moved out of my mom's house before i even graduated i got an apartment in the city and i took like three buses to school in the morning or was it two buses it was a lot of buses it was a lot of buses <laughs> to school in the morning and um, you know, it was a waitress, and I was just so thrilled to not be living with my mother. So here I am, 30 years old. Uh, actually, I was 31 at the time, living with my living with my mom, working for my dad. And um, actually, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it gave me um, a lot of uh, structure and a lot of accountability and um i knew that i wasn't going to go back to being a stripper like i knew that period of my life was completely over and that was a huge temptation for me for me living back in seattle was to go back to that lifestyle which it was super super addictive for me and uh after three years of working with my dad it was great i loved it it was um my dad is um incredibly trusting of me and um I'm very results oriented and it's kind of like give me a mission. Don't tell me how to do it. I'll let you know when I'm stuck. I'll figure it out and when I need help either for me. But other than that, like just leave me alone. And my dad is very much like, just let me know where you know, where you need help. Mm-hmm. So um, after three years of that, it was great. We um, grew our portfolio, I got my real estate license, I learned how to Um, You know, I um, had a construction crew, I you know, was managing people, I was, you know, great at my job and I loved it except for that I was getting bored. And that is always a dangerous place for me to get bored. And that's a constant struggle that I have with myself is that I'm always outgrowing myself. I'm always, you know, doing new things and trying new things out and, you know, spending money on education and learning and courses because I have to keep growing. And, um, so I was really at a place where I was becoming, starting to become very depressed. And that was very, um, concerning for me because here I was, um, living in Minneapolis. I had a house, I had a great boyfriend, now my husband, a great opportunity, great relationships with my family, great friends, like everything on paper looked amazing. And I was depressed. Wow. So um, I started to think of, well, what else can I do? Because this job is not, like, I'm not challenged enough. Like, I'm challenged in ways that I don't want to be challenged. Like, my dad <laughs> said, well, why don't you learn how to do Excel spreadsheets better? And I said, have you met me? <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: You're like, Excel, that's gonna save me! <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> right, like, details are not my forte. I, I like super visual details, I'm really into visual details. But, like, spreadsheets, paperwork, things, not my thing. Um, And so um, I just started sort of searching and seeking and really um, talking to the universe and asking for guidance and direction and clues. And slowly, over the course of about a nine-month period, it was revealed to me that I was indeed supposed to help people, um, entrepreneurs, really with like the mindset challenges, because I had. Um, working in a strip club and then going to work with my father, I had really experienced some tough, tough mindset stuff. And I'm just somebody who, once I make up my mind to do something, I, I just make it happen. Like nothing, nothing stops me.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I knew that I had this gift. I also know that I'm super disciplined, um, and that's my parents' fault because that's how I was raised. <laughs> and um, and so I also knew that other people weren't as disciplined as me, not something that I could help people, you know, really be accountable. And it's not being disciplined just for the sake of being disciplined. It's being disciplined because you want to achieve amazing, great things in your life. And if you look at people who are uber successful, like, and I mean that as making money, doing what they love, they're incredibly disciplined people. And it does take discipline because you have to get better at your craft. And, um, I think we've we've talked about you're a Justin yeah. Bieber fan, right? Yeah, yeah, we talked about Bieber, Bieber. Fever. Bieber. And um <laughs> You know, I am not sure what's going on with him now, but I know when he was first starting out, you know, he spent like two years touring around America mm-hmm. getting the word out there and working really super hard and taking risks and you know, he had to come from Canada to America and that was, um <laughs> you know, leave his homeland. And uh I know you're making me feel super goofy here, but you know it's, it's really that that disappointment. <laughs> wait, wait, wait till we get till we get going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so but I didn't know how to do it. Like I didn't know. Like I I enrolled in coaching school here in Minnesota uh, at their graduate school, and I got my coaching certification. Um, and uh, I loved coaching, and I had been coached myself. I'd hired coaches, and I knew like what an incredible difference it made for me. And, uh, I, you know, I didn't know how any of this was going to work out, but I just knew that I wanted to help people and I wanted to make a difference. And um, I wanted to use like my real skill sets and I wanted to have a business where I could constantly be creative, where I could buy um, books and write it off as a tax expense, where I could take classes and write it off as a tax expense. Because I, you know, I love learning and um, I bring all of that into my business. So, it's you know, it's really, it's like a lifestyle. It's like, I don't have. A choice. It's like I have to do this to be happy. Like yeah. it, it, it's a must for me. Um, it sounds
0: like it started with your family too. Really, that whole discipline. You know the the like the strong mind. You know thing, and then oh you know, huge coming huge. coming back to yes. ma- coming back to Minneapolis. You know having that structure, accountability. Like, but you also like I think you just said like you also had that trust too. Like they knew you could get it done. They knew you could handle that job they would i don't think your dad would have just put you in a job just to keep you not bored he knew that you could handle it he knew you could oh kind of work it which is I'm great. a
1: super hard worker yeah. yeah and he knew he knew what a hustler i am yeah so because he's been on the other end of me you know my shenanigans on the <laughs> other end of that so he knew that i could i could get the job done but yeah absolutely and i really vacillate between being like the dreamer and the drifter, you know, in my secret lab, working away and crafting plans for world domination. I've always been like that. And then I go to a place that's like super disciplined. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm very split, like super creative and then very logical
0: Yeah, and really
1: straight down the middle.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's why I've been drawn to how you do things because there is an element of that dreamer, That, but then it's like get down to business, make it happen. You know that's nice. It's fun to dream. That kind of keeps you feeling very creative and like actually keeps you creating. But then like you know when it's be like okay time to do something, time to do something, time to get
1: to work, time to get to work. And because when I when I get to the part of dreaming too much, I start to feel a a little bit lost. Yeah, and then if it's too much structure, I start to feel you know it's bore it's boring it's yeah. too much
0: monotony too much routine yep i i definitely understand that um so okay so you're so you're you got certified to, as a coach and then my question is what I, this this part i actually don't know like what what did you do to what happened to make you come online like how did you go online <laughs> you know when did you start the daily whip or when did you start you know yeah, well I had my first website um up in two thousand
1: six and so I've always been really attracted to branding and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been looking at like, you know, I started with Vogue magazine. Like when I was little I had like that was my wallpaper was um, pictures from Vogue. I mean it was just covered everywhere. And um W magazine used to be this huge fold out. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't you're the same age as me, so like this huge fold out magazine, it really was like a poster. And so that covered my whole wall. So I've always been really attracted to style and branding and magazines, and and you know things like that. So I had my first website in 2006, um, but I would just keep changing it. I was always doing something new and trying out new things. And um, Daily Whip came around. I think Daily Whip was my third, third or fourth site. And, um, and it, that's been through very, many variations. And this is something I haven't publicly said, but I'll say it now is that I'm switching everything from daily whip over to Erica Liramark. And then daily whip is going to be my main offering. And that's going to like a combination of my other previous courses, morning whip and hustle. So because, it. you know, I need something, I need something to create because I've written my book, I've done my courses, so like all of those things have been really successful and I need to do something new. And really, Daily Whip was my original plan because I, when I was working with clients, the kind of people who are attracted to working with me are very smart and very motivated. You know, they already have everything it takes to be successful. I don't work with losers. Like, not a single one of my clients is a loser. <laughs> and it's true. i have to agree. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. It's like I, the women that work with me are just like so wickedly smart. And, um, but I knew that it's like this little piece of daily accountability. It's this little piece of daily action. And again, this is not accountability for the sake of of discipline for punishment. Mm -hmm. It's because you want to experience amazing things and people who are disciplined, um, like they get those things. Like mm-hmm. great things require discipline. If you think of like Olympic athletes, and that's very much how I be, view myself in business. Is I'm an Olympian, and I'm going to figure out everything out that I need to know because Daily Whip isn't going to be my only business. I have other um, other you know things up my sleeve that I that I've been working on for contacting for years. And um, but I, I saw that if people just take a little bit of action in the direction that they want to go every single day that it's really easy to make changes in your life and it's not this huge, overwhelming, oh, my God, like, you know, it's not like ripping off the Band-Aid. It's like babysit, step, baby, step, baby step, and then you're, like, you're super ready to rip off the Band-Aid because, like, everything else has been taken care of.
0: Yeah, you know, and also, you know, another piece of, of like, stuff that you definitely teach and then power- empower like entrepreneurs to be is more confident and obviously that daily action that discipline like that just leads to that it's like an easy path to confidence natural you know what i mean you know so that's i i definitely uh, that that um for all the courses that i've taken with you those three day a week calls were just that's what I couldn't give up. That's what I didn't want to give up was that call with you, that like, get get this done today. Like, it was like an immediately – it was like kind of like the team calls that I was doing uh, with with uh, the team LKR. Like, those calls, they set you in motion for the day. That's it.
1: And Yes, and that's, that's what I wanted to create. And so over the course of time, I was thinking that I needed to call – my program something else than my site and so that's why I came up with Morning Whip, but it was interesting because everybody still called it Daily Whip all the time. Yeah. Even when they're in Morning Whip, they're still calling it Daily Whip. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of like just going back to my roots and really simplifying my offerings, uh, even more
0: so. Okay, so then what was so the very first thing that you launched was Morning Whip, was the first round of Morning Whip or was that else? was the
1: first thing I was, before that I was working with clients privately, but then I, during that time, I was working, um, in commercial real estate and that was my main gig. Gotcha. Like that was my main gig up until, um, May of two, what year is it? Of 2011. That was like my main source of income and everything I made through coaching was just put back into coaching. Like I didn't use any of that money for
0: income. Got it. So, can you tell me about that first launch of Morning Whip? It was terrifying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. It, honestly, it was worse than getting naked on a stage and being a stripper. <laughs>
0: but I, I just feel like, like I remember. I, I feel like I remember when that was happening, and I feel like just like overnight, it was like, "Bring! Like there's Erica. What, Erica? 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 Everybody was like talking." Everybody that I was friends with and close with, they were, they were talking to me about you. Like, I remember getting, it didn't feel like that to me. It
1: felt like I was being turned inside out. It felt like, you know, I talk about this, there's like a, uh, I call it a vertical shift and it's like, there's this portal It's like giving birth and it's like, you have to go through the birth canal and it's like, (laughs) but you're, you're the mom and the baby. So you're, you're experiencing like the birth squeeze and you're giving birth. And um, it was really hard and painful and scary for me that I had to do it. I had, I mean, it was the only thing. And the thing about it is that um, I'm a much better marketer than I was now. And I know how to hire, um, you know, I have a great, I have a great team. And so I know how to hire. I know what I'm looking for now. Um, but that's after you know spending tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, I've invested just like an insane amount of money in my business, and a lot of people think I'm living this high life. And I'm like, no, I'm still investing money in my business because I, I you know, such huge learning lessons for me.
0: Um Why was it and, so scary? Uh, Can I ask you why was it so? Sc- what was what about it? Was it was that no one was going to show up?
1: Like when you yeah, put this off nobody up? was going to show up. Like wow. here, I it's Here's the thing is like it, it had been six years since I started coaching. I started coaching in 2005. It had been six years. I knew that I, I was good at what I, what I did, but I didn't have like a huge line out my door waiting for people to work with me. But I also believe that was because I was doing one-on-one coaching and I know that my zone of genius is doing it's like this group movement it's like mass movement it's like we all do it we do it together there's incredible group energy that that comes through um and we, we work together as as a team as, yeah. as everybody's a team we're all doing it together and yeah. I knew that was always what I wanted to do so there was you know there was a disconnect and um before I didn't have the, really the, the time or the the space to create that kind of thing and when I launched Morning lift I was working one day a week in my um, commercial real estate gig and that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's still like energetically, it was so draining for me. And Mm -hmm. it was, you know, I was there one day a week and, um, but it was still like I was in that energetic field of it.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I know that there, I mean, this is really, it's, it's kind of the, the common thing that now that I'm. Teaching people when they come into Fearless Launching, they're very much in this same zone. And the people that do the best, though, are the ones that have had, even if it's a different kind of—I don't want to say a setup—a different type of business. Let's say they've been just working one-on-one. That leap to on uh, to like just a different type of offering in in itself is really scary because you're just not sure if it's going to work or if people are going to show up or if it's even right or if you're even going to want to do it once you put it out there. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, anything else that you can tell me about, like, about those that first period of time, were you? Were you? Um, yeah, I was so. Did you have like? Did you have a small? Did you? Were you afraid because you, your list wasn't big enough? Like, what were some of your other um fears? I guess. Well,
1: it was just, really that I was going to have my friend Alexandra, friends, and I literally was like, "Can I? If this doesn't work, will you promise that I won't starve? Like, you won't let me starve to death?" <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like that's how I felt. Like, I promise you. I will not let you starve. Oh. Um, you know, I wasn't even really thinking about list size at that point. Um, that really wasn't a conversation in my radar. But, That's you know, good. I just knew, like, I knew what my, I knew what the numbers I needed to do, like, to make to survive. And um, it was really of what if nobody shows, and here I worked so hard for this. And I knew it wasn't, it was more like, is my talent going to translate to other people? Are they going to get it? Are they going to understand How good I am because I know I knew at that time that I was a great coach and I mean my clients just like my private clients got such amazing incredible results for me and so I, I was concerned about you know was it going to translate and then I was also concerned like am I too much are people afraid of me and have I gone over the board and you know do people think I'm Simon Powell and then I started to think about like well what you know like why would you need Simon Cowell? Like, I'm great in an emergency situation when you're, like, I'm feeling so stuck. Like, I need to go get whipped. Yeah. Um And we've all felt that way before. Like, that's what I'm great for. Like, the in and out. Like, come work with me for a couple months and then move on. But now, you know, a lot of people that work with me. they I mean, to like, you know, like, you're an example. Like, you just basically take everything I offer. <laughs>
0: Um, I'm sorry, but you know, I have to tell you something funny about that. Are people scared of me thing when people talk to me? like, I'm like, I, you know, I'm telling them what I'm doing or like if I'm taking a course or I'm doing something or whatever, I, I will, if I talk about you, I'm always like, you know, I really like Erica because because she kind of scares me a little bit into, like, <laughs> being on, like, pushing me out of that comfort zone, but not scares me and, like, oh, don't hurt me, but more just, like, yeah. scares me into action in a good way. It's a good scaring, you know? It's a good scare, yeah. So... Yeah. No, I'm not mean. Like, someone said to me, <laughs> you know, I was worried you're going to be like Simon Cowell,
1: but you are, but you're, like, the nice Simon Cowell.
0: Yeah, there's but, no way. Like, yeah. I, you've, like, have... You're totally there when people need you, like, like... Like a mama, like a mama bear, you know, not like, not like Simon Cowell. So, Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to agree with that. So, so, okay. So now you did several rounds of day, of uh, morning whip. And, <laughs> and the first round was free. Like that's how nervous I was. So here I had, I had hired Diana Valentine to help
1: me craft the morning whip. And I had spent, we started working at the end of February March, I thought I was going to launch April, wasn't ready April. So I spent March and April launching it. And I hired my friend Betty Jean to, Betty Jean Val to h- help me launch. I was so nervous that I didn't even charge anything. I was like, if you just please come work with me for a month. So I found 15 women, mostly here locally in Minneapolis to, you know, agree to sign up, agree to give me testimonials if they loved it and agree to give me feedback. And I was so nervous that Betty Jean Bell had to be my co-host for the first two weeks. Like, she started out the first call, because that's how (laughs) nervous I was. Oh, God! I was like, I can't even talk. I'm so nervous. What am I going to say?
0: Okay, by the way, you you mentioned Diana Valentine. I have to stop you, because in... I think the fall of 2010, she was emailing me. She's like, "You really have to talk to Erica. I feel like you guys would make a connection." <laughs> and I was like, "Little did she know." And I was like, "Really? Mm. I don't know." I like, I was, I was nervous. Off my, I was a crazy person then. So, um, yeah. So, but yeah. So I can't. I that is so crazy for me to hear you say that. That you were that. That you just are like, okay, just please, just come for a month. It's free. <laughs> Yes, it's free, and I'm so nervous I
1: can't even speak. So. <laughs> but that's how I am. Like, people think I'm like this total, like, super brave, risky woman, and I am, but I'm really into baby steps. Like, I'm such a, like, oh my god, don't look at me. Okay, <laughs> now I'm ready. And no, then when I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah. Like, I, Baby babysit, baby set, baby sit, and then like I'm totally ready. And then you know Betty Jean after two weeks like, I'm like I'm done. Thank you so much. And then I was ready to go. <laughs> um,
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and so I started out with a, it was zero dollars, and then the last round of morning with it was a thousand dollars. So I went from charging zero dollars for the course to a thousand dollars for the course.
0: See, love that, love that. I feel like I am. So I think on. it's more important
1: to get confidence and then make money because the money will come and but you, your confidence, if if it's all wrapped up in the money and peace, like focus on getting your confidence more than anything else.
0: Yep. So now I guess I don't feel so bad about the first round of fearless launching being like under $100 <laughs> than I like each time. Oh, yeah. Each time I've <laughs> raised it and raised it and raised it and it's been fine each time, you know? Yeah. As I get more confidence, exactly what you said. I love that. Um, So, I guess my my question then, just to kind of like, just to ask you more about the launching process. Then, what what did you 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 talked about? Like, you invested a lot of money in your business. I'm I'm assuming that means like people working with you, team members, people who didn't maybe work out for a while. Like, how did what kind of What kinds of like, I guess, insights can you say about that process of finding the right people to work with you?
1: Well, I would say that one of my challenges is that I, it's funny because I I thought I was a really patient person and I am, but as now that my book, you know, I just released my book in May and I realized like how impatient I have been. And, um, I think that a lot of the stuff that a lot of places where I've wasted money is I was hiring people before I was really ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like overspending, and I, but I learned a ton, but I just wasn't ready or it wasn't completely in alignment with what I was doing yet. And so a lot of push, 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 push. And now, um, I'm, you know, it's like so crazy simplifying my business, like insanely simplifying it. Um, like I used to have an affiliate program and I'm not even going to do that anymore. I'm just like total simplifying. Yep. Um, so I would say, again, of g- grow slowly. Like there is a, an amazing beauty in growing slowly. And I remember there was a time in, uh, my husband and I were in Costa Rica for a month and this was another challenge of I'm not very like travel. I am travel adventurous but I, I get, like I'm a nester. I get really cozy. <laughs> you know? like <laughs> <Me> too. my. <laughs> My bed and my, you know, my TV. I love TV, (laughs) and um, um, and so, but so we went to Costa Rica for a month, and I knew that I could work on my business down there. And there was a morning whip that I launched, and it completely filled on its own three weeks before the class started. And it was, it made me so uncomfortable that it was that easy, (laughs) and. Um, rather than, you know, just basking in that glory, I'm like, well, I probably should raise the right price, or I should do this, or I should do that, or it's not enough, or, or something, you know, rather than finding a different way to challenge myself. You just Um, want to push
0: yourself somehow. You like, you're like, it's too easy.
1: I need a challenge. Yeah, (laughs) I need a challenge. So I think I could have created a different way to challenge myself. And so now that I, now I know that about myself. And so, um, my goal, so don't call me on this, please, because you know me, like tomorrow I may have a completely different idea, which I'm <laughs> famous for or infamous for, people get so frustrated because what was the A plan yesterday is the, you know, the shit plan today <laughs> is, um, is that I, you know, want to start tapping into my other business ideas and other business ventures. Yeah. So keeping daily whip super simple so that, uh, in the afternoons I can start working on my other stuff.
0: Yeah, I I am a huge fan of, of simplifying things. And, you know, I read Alexandra, she had like a, Alexandra and had a blog post recently about her team, and I just loved it. I really loved reading like how she has simple, she, she keeps it really simple. And, you know, even though I'm tempted to like have like a big team, I actually am like, you know what, just hang back, just see really what you need first, um, because I think people really are a little too... They're like, oh, I need a VA, I'm hiring a VA, 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 VA. And they don't really actually, they, they're not even really thinking what do they need that VA for and often just waste a lot of money.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I I mean, that was one of my, I did hire a VA, um, Jamie Dubose from Zenplicity in, I think it was in February of 2012. And that was a really, that was a great business move for me. And we are still working together. And we've, you know, gone through different different variations of, of how we work with each other. Um, but I know for me, like handling details is like spreadsheets.
0: Yeah. You well, know, she's, I feel not, like she's more not, than a, a VA, so though. She's like a project manager head, too. So she's really. Oh, yeah. She's a smarty pants. Yes. And she tells me what to do, which is her job. To tell yeah. Tell me what to do. I love so, it. I love that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Okay. So one other topic that I wanted to just talk to you about was we've talked about like the elegant launching elegant hustling and what that means because I think we both I think we're both observers and looking for like patterns and what other people are doing and kind of just being like wow that's really douchey that's not elegant that's elegant that's not that is and I'm just wondering what you think of because I, I consider you like like I look at you like you're hustling. You, like, know how to hustle. Like, when you want something, you know how to get it. And so what do you, what do you think are, like, I guess some key, I don't even know what, what the word is. Um, how would you describe elegant hustling?
1: Well, I think that elegant hustling is looking at how you, like, what makes you excited about a product or a service. And what you then, in turn, have you tell people about it. So, um, an example of a product that I love is uh, Hanky Pankies. So, it's underwear, um, and I love Hanky Pankies because, like, I they always fit. I always know what size to get because there's only one size. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I know where to buy them. And, uh, I know what I'm going to get. And, you know, buying underwear is something that I used to struggle with because, you know, for nine years I was a professional underwear. So <laughs> I know what's comfortable and what's not comfortable. And I really need to wear a comfortable underwear that looks <laughs> sexy. And, um, so when I found hinky Pinkies, it was, oh, I never have to go through this. Like, well, are they going to fit? Or are they not going to fit? Or am I getting right. my money's worth? Um, so, like an example, I went out of town with my husband, and I didn't pack any underwear. And um, that's fine for sometimes, but I really, like, when I wear jeans, I used to wear underwear, right? So, <laughs> yes. it wasn't like the summer. It was like the spring, and I was wearing pants, jeans. So, I was like, we need to go underwear shopping. And we were in Duluth, Minnesota, and there was, like, I couldn't find Hanky panky, So, I went to Victoria's Secret, and their version of Hanky pankies were not good, and they fell apart, and they weren't very comfortable. So, um, you know, I wasted whatever my money on that, that underwear. And so it's like I'm so loyal to Hanky Panky. And, right. I, you know, I, I blog about them. I give them away as gifts. Um, you know, I have contests, and that's like one of the gifts. I give them, give them to, pre, you know, to friends and things like that. And so I am out there like I'm a ambassador for Hanky Panky. Like I'm part <laughs> of their marketing department.
0: I love that. So really the elegant hustling is like having such a clear like promise of what you can get what you can help people get to that other people are kind of doing it for you in a in many ways. Exactly. You know so you don't exactly. have to be like weird and just be like yeah buy my thing you'll be like hey listen to that person They're the ones who can really tell you what what happened inside here or, you know. Well,
1: and the thing is, is that your customers are going to be your best marketing department. No matter how great of a marketer you are or how big your list is, it's what other people say about you. And so when I first started um, selling my group programs, I, like again, I'm a much better marketer now because I had two years experience in marketing and selling in an intangible Um, product or, you know, intentional service. And it was really the high level of attention that I would give my clients that helped me build my business. And that is something that, um, I'm really returning back to that of just creating such an amazing experience for Mm -hmm. my clients. Um, the new Daily Whip program is going to be, you know, it's going to be. Price at $495. I'm like super lowering the price because I want it to be a no-brainer for people. I want it to be accessible to people. And then once you're in, you know, you're in, and you can repeat it as you know as often as I offer it. It's yours at no additional um, cost. And then, um, you know, to raise money for it, I'll look for, you know, maybe I'll approach Hanky Panky and be like, "Will you be my sponsor?" (laughs) Exactly. Um, But you know, like getting, and that's a challenge for me. I've never done that before of of getting some 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 sponsorships or like, you know, another brand I love is, you know, Christian Dior mascara or Teeks or ballet flats. Le Pen is a a pen. Um, I love Paper Source. (laughs) Russell and Hazel is is a you know upscale. Um, office supply stationery. Um, and I hate calling them office supply. It's such an insult. You're like, oh. ugh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm super brand loyal. Like once I love something, like I will just like I will work for them for free. So um, that's you know really the experience that I want is to get such a high level of service and be so available uh, in, in the best way that I can and to create amazing not just amazing content but amazing experiences that people are going to just automatically tell people about it yeah. and refer. And that's one of the, you know, that's also a personal challenge I'm taking on is, is, um, you know, removing my affiliate program. And right now I have uh, over a hundred people who are affiliates for me. And um, it's a challenge that I'm, that I'm giving to myself. Of can I create such an experience that people are willing to just, you know, like tell people about it because it's just a natural part of their conversation.
0: Yeah. Well, I know now that people know there there are like groups of people that i personally know who already know that i have taken many of of your offerings and they come to me asking me my i don't even have to like refer you like people are coming to me for the info the intel and i'm right. like i'm like yes yes you must yeah you know um and and i, I think i i think if if the if the personalization part that you mentioned is anything like what you kind of just – what I just experienced in the mastermind, I think that if it's even going even remotely in that direction, I people are just – you're going to get that lifelong – you're going to get more of those lifelong people who are just going to buy everything that you do. I really think so. Yeah, well,
1: there's going to be two different levels. I mean, obviously, in DayLib, I can't, like, the mastermind that you just went through, I can't give people that kind of personalization, because I will, like, completely exhaust myself and wear, wear myself out. Um, but it's going to be, you know, I, again, it's going to be such, like, incredible value. They're, like, yeah. people are going to be, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I only paid $495. Like, I, I feel yeah. like I just stole money from her. Um <laughs> <so>. <laughs> So again, I'm going to get creative with the structuring. And again, yeah. by keeping my business really simple, I'll keep my overhead really low. And I won't have to, again, like that's my, I, again, I just look at what 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 do I want in the marketplace and what are the things that I, you know, especially when I was feeling really, really stuck in my business of my life, like what was it the things that I wanted? And, um, you know, the $495 at some point that would have been a stretch for me in my life. And I know that what I'm offering is really useful, and helpful to people.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. I would have to agree, Erica. Um, I guess, you know, honestly, I probably could chat with you all day just like, you know, if you can just keep your Skype open and then I can just talk to you whenever I have a thought. That would be awesome. Sure. But, sure. <laughs> but, but what would be really cool is if – if do you have like uh, any kind of – I don't even – I feel like there's not one piece of advice but like some kind of thought that you'd like to leave people with about about launching, about changing your business because there's so many things that have happened even since that first class that I took with you with your business and now it's going – now it's evolving into a new direction. Is there is there some piece piece of advice for someone who is just starting, who hasn't even had their first kind of form take place, you know, yeah. their thing take yeah. place?
1: Yes, so I want to say is be really, really nice to yourself and know that it's okay to be scared. And, um, that if you look at it, uh, it's like, it's like a, you know, it's like a life class, um, to use Oprah's terminology. It's like, if you look at it in the bigger picture of going through this, you, you know, you are doing something that most people are afraid to do. Most people, that dream about starting their own business or doing their own thing, they never do it because they're too afraid. And most people let fear rule their lives, And nothing great ever comes out of living in fear. Nothing. And so if you are willing to just look at the self of like, no matter what, if I fail, if I go bankrupt, if I go broke, at least I did it and I'm one of the few people on the planet who's really going after my dreams. And there has been so many people who have been super successful who have gone bankrupt and have gone broke. I mean, my God, Martha Stewart went to prison. You know, I'm not saying that you should, like, do illegal things to get there. Um, but you'll survive. Like, you'll make it. You're fine. And do not attach value to um, your list size. Your list size does not matter. I mean, I made, you know, a lot of money, a lot of money in my first year full time. And I, you know, I don't have a huge list. I don't have tens of thousands of people on my email list. I don't know how many other on on there right now because I don't look at it, but um, you do not, you don't need a a big list. Just like keep your heart open, keep your ears open and do things that make you feel good. You know, go for walks, go play in the playground. If you have kids, play with your kids, like take really good care of yourself physically. Um, you know, avoid sugar, avoid alcohol, like seriously, because those things mess with your system and get a lot of exercise. If you have anxiety, go for a walk. Don't smoke a cigarette. Um, that was my, used to be my go-to back in the 1990s. I smoked a lot. And, um, you're going to get through it and you're going to learn from this. And like this, like every person who's done anything great has gone through really hard times because that's how you learn and that's how you become better at what you do. And the thing is, is that, no, whatever lesson you're going through, if you're willing to learn from it and willing to, like, let it make you a better person, you in turn are going to be able to teach that same thing to somebody else. And that's something that has really helped me in my business If I view myself as a guinea pig. Like, I'm the lab rat, and I'm willing to do this.
0: <laughs> I love that. So that
1: I can teach other people. It's so worth it. And so really putting service first and, Um, You know, delivering products and services in a way that makes you feel good. And no matter what kind of course you take or who's doing what, just go with what makes sense to you. Because a lot of stuff that I did and the way that I built my business, you know, there was nobody around me that I knew who was doing that. And I really built my business one person at a time. One real conversation on the phone. I'm very, like, old-school person of, like, getting on the phone and having conversations with people and that's, you know, that's how I did it and really putting service first and going with what you already know and what feels good to you.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, thank you, Erica, the lab rat. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Erica, the guinea and you pig are lab You're
1: welcome to tweet me at Daily Whip, which I'm going to be changing my Twitter handle to Erica Learmark, so I hope you can spell that. Um, and uh, seriously, tweet me at any time if you're like SOS. Like, you know, I will give you a good whipping and set you on your path.
0: Okay. I think I might have to I'll grab a, a tweetable from you after that that we can do an SOS. SOS Erica, help SOS. me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Erica. This has been a really cool call. And it's been a long time that I've wanted to uh, chat with you about things and actually have it recorded and share it with with other people. So I really appreciate you taking time today. And now you can <laughs> go take a nap. <laughs> I know, but I'm all fired up. So I'm like, ready to clean my house or something. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay well I, again thank you so much and you can i will put all of your links below so that people can reach you and perhaps a tweetable that we can we'll surprise people with underneath the um the recording how does that sound okay perfect sounds good all right i will chat with you soon very soon as you know all right <laughs> okay thanks Angela. okay bye, bye. Oh my goodness. So, yes. Erica has so much wisdom to share, and I hope you check her out. Um, the show, the show notes below will have everything you need to, to find her, chat with her, and get your butt kicked by her because she does it in the most loving way possible. And Erica, we're due for a talk. So, girl, if you're listening, Give me a ring. Uh, Have a great day, and again, thank you so much for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. I really appreciate every email that I get from you, and I don't know why I am still so shocked when I am like people are people email me about episodes they listen to, but i I do, I do get touched by that. So definitely send me a note, send me an email, leave me a message. Do what you got to do. Let me know you are listening, and um, I will see you on the next episode of the Fearless Launching Show.